I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama Podcast. Where two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. Yay! We're back. <gasps> we are back. We are back with Coffee Prince episodes 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. It just hit me. This is our penultimate episode. Yes, it is. Of the series. It really flew by. Mm-hmm. Uh, so exciting. Yeah, we're um, really recording ahead of schedule, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but it's also very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's confusing when we're doing this part of talking to people. Uh-huh. About, like, updates and stuff. Yes. Uh, so... Our Etsy is now live, uh-huh. so it's you... probably been live for quite some time. <laughs> yes, it's probably been live for like a month now, but <laughs> um, if you're kind of new here, go and check it out. Uh, so if you're a patron, become a patron in the link below <laughs> in the show notes, uh, you get exclusive access to merch, but if you don't want to be a patron or can't, uh, we also have some little merchy things available in our Etsy store. Mm-hmm. So is it just uh, Etsy.com slash OKDrama? Okay I think so. But something if you like just, that? If you just search OKDrama okay like all together, uh-huh. it should pop up right away. Yeah. Or you can just go to our website yeah. and follow the link there. Uh, hi, Lumen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lumen's joining us today. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. Um what else? Oh, yeah. So go to our website, okdrama.com. Uh, there you'll find updates and all the links you could ever want <laughs> to anything related to our show. So many links. Uh, so many links. You can all also follow us on Twitter uh, to hang out with us online, talk about dramas, mm-hmm. other stuff. Uh, the tiniest bit of k-pop because i'm just like i'm kind of a k-pop basic bitch i only i only follow like three or four groups Mm -hmm. so i don't have a lot to say on that but you know i'm i'll talk about anything you're a listener (laughs) i am a listener this is true um i'll i'll like a tweet (laughs) uh i'll do a retweet exactly uh Instagram, that's where Jill hangs out. Mm-hmm. O- Instagram, so it's OK Drama Podcast. Yes. And she posts fun gifs and fun stories. And I try, it's yeah. All around fun over there. <laughs> so, so go hang out with us on the internet. Um, um, do we have anything else? Not show related. I have a really okay. weird thing to ask you, and sure. also maybe our listeners. Because sure. this is a weird thing. I realized this, like, a couple years ago, and then I kind of forgot about it, and I was reminded about it again. But it's very strange. But basically, so, one day, I had a dentist appointment, and this was with a dentist that I hadn't had before. And okay. um, he was just, like, the woman cleaned my teeth or whatever, and then the doctor came in to just, like, double-check and make sure everything was good. And so, if this is what he said, it was so long ago, I don't remember, but I think this is the okay. name. He was like, oh, you have a Taurus palatinitis. And I was like, the fuck is that? And basically, like, on the roof of my mouth, uh-huh. for most people, it's um, concave. It kind of, like, does this sort of shape. But yeah, for me, there's like, there's, like, a bump. And and I call oh. it, like, a little bola. 
Like, it's just like a little ball on the roof of my mouth. And I thought everybody's roof of mouth was like that. But come to find Uh-oh. out, no, people's mouths are not like that. Andrew's mouth wa- is not like that. I want to see the roof of your mouth now. Well, you can, you can search for that, and some of them okay. look really fucking gross. I but, don't want to. I don't like googling <laughs> medical things because you always see the worst. I'll version show you. Of them. I'll show you one that looks like mine later on. Okay. Because okay. it's not like huge. Okay. But it's it's like a hard ball sort of feel. It's so weird. But I kind of did a little more research on it, and it said it's typically like hereditary, and uh-huh. it's most common in females, and it's most common in those of Asian descent. <gasps> Oh my god. So weird. Are you Asian? I don't know. My brother and I like to joke that like somewhere in our like line there's some Asian because I have like slightly Asian-y eyes, but not really. They're just like kind yeah. of. Um I don't know. It's so weird. I feel weird. like a lot of Hispanic people or maybe not all Hispanic, but like I feel like a lot of Mexican people have almondy eyes mm-hmm. sometimes. Like yeah. a few people I went to high school with. I feel like maybe looked could pass as Asian, yeah, some, some sort of Asian. Um, but yeah, it's anyway. so weird. Like Andrew doesn't have it. My brother doesn't have it. I asked a couple of my friends, and they both had it. One of their partners had it. So I'm trying to like ask people, like, well, do you like, have this? Mine isn't 100 percent like mm-hmm. smooth, but there's not like a bump. It, it's, yeah. It's almost like, I guess if it was a bump, it would be, like, a speed bump. Like, it's, uh, in general, it's, like, Mm -hmm. concave. But there's, like... A little area. Yeah. Yeah, for for me, there's, like, an obvious bump that, like, you can totally feel it. And I can, like, feel around it where it is concave. But Uh then there's just, like, this fucking, like, bola that's just, like, hanging there. And it's oh, like, God. hey, but I, like, it doesn't hurt and it doesn't bother me and it's not supposed That's to. Good. And like, I don't know. I just thought like everyone's mouth was like that. And now I'm like, wow. That's not true. How special. Yeah, I feel like my dentist probably would have told me if I had that, maybe. Yeah, I like, of all of my life when I've gone to the dentist, no dentist has ever said that until this one. Oh, okay. And I was just like, well. what? What that is. it's so weird but yeah if you don't have it maybe alex has it um yeah maybe i don't know maybe some of our listeners have it and they can let us know know. (laughs) it's so weird but yeah i just i've been meaning to ask you that and i kept forgetting okay well no i don't think i have it um my wisdom teeth are fucked but (laughs) um so as you guys might know, if you've been listening for a while, I have my wisdom teeth out, my top wisdom teeth out, um, like, right before Thanksgiving of 2019. and Or not, like, a week before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And it's the it was worst fine. time to get them. Oh. I know. <laughs> um, but, like, I basically was just fine just eating mashed potatoes, so mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> it was all good. Um, but apparently... My lower wisdom teeth, like, the root is super close to the major nerve that controls my jaw. (laughs) So uh, they weren't comfortable removing it in, like, the typical outpatient. uh, Uh I guess they're all outpatient, but whatever. Just, like, in a regular dentist's Uh office thing. 
Um, and so they're like, yeah, we'll just do your top ones for now. And you're probably going to have to go to an oral surgeon to get those addressed. Or they might have to do this thing where they, like, basically gouge out all of the tooth except for the root that's, like, right by my nerve. So uh-huh. just, like, the root will be just floating in there. And I was like, fuck that. And I, so I was just thinking, like, I'll just leave them in. Like, I don't want to pay uh-huh. thousands and thousands of dollars to fuck with that stuff. <laughs> so. Do they hurt you? Um, they're, every now and then they're a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But the issue is, like, my mouth isn't big enough to hold them. Yeah. So, like. They're coming, it's like they're shifting coming up your other uneven. teeth, too. Yeah, and it's shifting my teeth. And so, like, in theory, I should get it. I should address it. But my dentist was like, you know, we're going to have to kind of have a team meeting and game plan this to see what the if, like, the risk outweighs, like, you know, what is happening right now. And I was like, I did not expect this to be a major issue. Wow. <laughs> like, what is happening? So... That's something that's been weighing on my, on the back of my mind for a bit. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, but you know my top ones—they—they're uh, good and fine. gone. They are good and gone. <laughs> I told Alex like the other day. I was just like, it was weird. Um, almost craving being put under <laughs> again because I was so stressed. And like my dentist's office is really nice. And, like, everyone was really nice to me when I was getting my wisdom teeth out, and, like, I was really nervous. But you just, like, take the pills Mm -hmm. to, like, because they knocked me out. Mm -hmm. Um, And they give you, like, these really warm, fuzzy blankets, and they just recline you, and you basically just, like, fall asleep. Yeah. And I told Alex, and they have, like, soothing music playing. I was like, man, that was really nice. <laughs> just, it's like one of the best experiences you've ever had. Yeah, it's just also uh, when I had laughing gas for the first time, I was like, this is nice. <laughs> so I guess I like uh, being put under at the dentist. I guess so. Know? But yeah, I was just like, I just want to be knocked out for a bit where I don't have to worry about anything. Just fucking knock me out and give me a fluffy blanket. <laughs> So I can hide from my problems. Wonderful. But, Just for a few hours. Forget yes. it all. Mm-hmm. And they can wheel me out in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, I wasn't all bloody like Andrew was. Yeah. That's, yeah. Andrew was bad. <laughs> Andrew was bloody and dumb. He was saying like the dumbest shit. Yeah. I, I guess they gave, they put like a special gel to like help with, like, the clotting mm-hmm. or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, I kind of go to a bougie dentist by <laughs> where I work, so I don't know. Um, but, and apparently I just cried in the car and told Alex, like, I loved him a lot and I missed him. <laughs> and then he just put me to bed and and then I woke up and he, ha- he had to <laughs> really missing for teeth, me. Just like Egon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like Egon. My sweet bug. Always getting teeth yeah. removed. <laughs> Boris, I feel so bad for him. We took him to get his teeth cleaned and shaved, like, a few years ago. And the uh, vet called me, and they were like, yeah, he has some pretty bad teeth, so we're going to pull them with your permission. And I was like, I mean, I guess, like, Mm -hmm. if they're bad. And so he came home 
fucking shaved, looking like a lion, <laughs> and missing teeth. <laughs> he had no idea what was Aww, happening. Boris is so sweet. I know. My sweet bub. Okay, All right. well. Coffee Prince. <laughs> yes, let's go what into you, Coffee Prince. What did you think of these episodes? Because I fully felt like they were filler, except for, like, two things. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cutesy stuff happening mm-hmm. between Unchan and Hangul, and there's, like, a lot of that. Yeah. And just, like, little side stories going on. Yeah. And I guess they're yeah. kind of gearing up for bigger things, but at this point, it was just like, oh, we're in love, everything's good. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was like, okay, just relax for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Here are some other things, but just just see them be happy, which, I mean, is what I said I wanted, like, (laughs) the past few weeks. Yeah. I just kept saying, I just want them to be happy. And then when they're just happy, I'm like, this was filler. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there were definitely some some bombs dropped on these episodes. Yes. That was like, whoa, I was not expecting that one. This is true. Pretty sure you know what I'm talking about. But I was just, yeah, it was, it was, it was a weird bomb to drop on this show. Definitely. Well, do you want to get started? Sure. I'll okay. go ahead and start. Um, episode 13, The 13th Cup. Onchan is working hard at the cafe studying to be a barista. How fun. Mm-hmm. Hangyo says they should go on a date and Onchan plays hard to get, but then suggests different date ideas. Like, let's go to a movie, let's go to a park, let's go do this, let's go do that. And Hangyo's like, no, let's stay at my place and watch a DVD. Ooh. Ooh okay. Cozy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Unse treats Mianyup, is that Minyup? Minyup, right? Minyup, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing just the M-Y, and I'm like, wait, what is his name? Uh, Minyup, like garbage, as usual. Um, uh-huh. He's following her around, he's doing everything she says. And mm-hmm. she's just kind of being an asshole, as yes. usual. Um, Harim gets after Minyup for letting Unse treat him so poorly, so he sets him up with the girl he knows. And he's like, you gotta date this girl. Yeah, or at least, like, go out with other people to make mm-hmm. Unse jealous. Yeah. And I'm like, why is Harim is just so in everybody's business? Yeah, and I didn't realize <laughs> Harim was apparently, like, such a player. Until yeah. these last few episodes, I'm like, okay, dude, why don't we ever actually see you with a girl? Right. If you're such a player, like, what is happening? <laughs> so, Unshan and Hangul have a little date night at his home, and they're being all cutesy, like we talked about earlier. And mm-hmm. they talk about why they like each other, and Unshan brings up how Hangul will have to leave in a month. Hangul tells her she should go with him. And tells her they can live at his place in Chelsea. And it all kind of sounds amazing. Like, honestly, I'd be like, um, okay, let me start packing. (laughs) Bye, mom. Bye, sister. Yeah, Um, when he was describing their life together, I was like, uh, yes, please. Right? Like, Like, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, totally. He's like, he has it all planned out. And it's pretty great and impressive. Uh But Unchan is apprehensive, and she says she likes the idea, but doesn't want to get married yet. And Hangyo is like, what? 
get <laughs> married. Like, what is marrying? Uh, funny thing. And Unchen questions whether they can live together without being married. And Han Gil's like a little embarrassed and says they could live apart or in in separate rooms in New York. But then he questions if Unchen will want want them to get married if they sleep together. Then it gets a little bit awkward, and Han Gil gets nervous, and Unchen's trying to play it cool. But then says that of course he should marry her if they sleep together. And Hangyo questions if they should just get engaged for holding hands, <laughs> which I think is funny. Oh. Um, and Unchen doesn't really have an answer. He kisses her and says he's really gr- glad she's a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that moment when they're talking about why they like each other. Mm-hmm. When Unchen is like, "Well, like I I don't really know like why you like me because like." I'm not very pretty, and I don't really look mm-hmm. like a girl. Like, no one's ever really liked me. I don't come from a good family. I'm not cool. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm man, poor. <laughs> yeah, like, man, that's that sucks. But I mean, like, uh-huh. that's sort of the reality of yeah. a lot of people. You know, like, uh-huh. it's kind of like mind blowing sometimes that someone would like you because you have yeah. all these bad ideas of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, I just like you. What do you want me to say? <laughs> um, yeah, I felt so awkward for them when they were having the conversation about, like, do we have to get married to mm-hmm. have sex and all that stuff? Yeah. And I was like, she's, she's very old school. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing, too, it's probably because, like, she doesn't have a lot of experience mm-hmm. with dating. Yeah. And stuff, but... Yeah, I'm like, clearly Hangil has slept with a lot of, or I don't know about a lot, but mm-hmm. with other people. Yeah. And it's not a big deal to him. But, yeah. Anyway, I was just like, I hate this. Yeah, this is not a conversation I want to have or hear, if I'm <laughs> <Exactly>. being honest. <laughs> uh, Unchan talks to her family about moving to New York, but Unse is like a little brat. She gets mad at Unchan when she says that her and Hangil aren't getting married. And that she shouldn't expect Hangil to buy them an apartment or provide for their family. Because Unse is only right excited for, <laughs> Yeah. Unse, Unse is only excited for Unchan when she thinks like she's getting something mm-hmm. from their relationship. Uh such a little shithead. Mm-hmm. But Unse Unse tells Unchan she's being selfish by going to New York and leaving the family behind to fend for themselves. She questions how they will pay rent or her or for her tuition without Unchan. And is like, I can't just sew doll eyes to pay for college. And I'm like Unchan does what? it. Yeah, like <laughs> why is it Unchan's responsibility to work take for care all of, three of y'all? Yeah, to take care of all of you guys. Like obviously, like I'm sure Unchan does feel that sense of responsibility to help contribute, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't all be on her. Yeah. And she has to live her own damn life. Like, mm-hmm. she's not Unse's mom. She's, like, her older sister. Yeah. And, like, the good thing is Unchan's mom and Unse's mom does seem to be, like, a bit more aware of, like, oh, I need to, I need to figure some shit out. Yeah, I she need looks to get it kind together. Of, she looks kind of nervous. Um, Unse storms out and tells their mom, and their mom tells Unchan that her sister is just upset because she feels like a boy is stealing her attention away from them. Mm-hmm. Which might be true, but, like, I don't know. I feel like Unse is a little bit too old to, like... Feel that way. 
throw fits in that way. Like, maybe she can have her feelings hurt. Like, oh, I wish my... I just want my sister to always be here for me, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was just like, Unse, you... You have very few redeeming qualities. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't appear that Unse has ever worked. Yeah. I mean, I know she's young, but I don't know. I don't know. She's not that young. When they're struggling, <laughs> though, when your family's struggling, I feel like everyone yeah. should try to do what they can to make money. Yeah. I guess out. she does the doll eyes, but I don't know. Um, yeah. So Sunki goes to see his ex-lover's apartment and sees her. <laughs> that's all we get from that <laughs> yep i was wondering like will this come back in episode 14 and no it does not yeah it's just like so weird face time together and what happened <laughs> yeah there, that story is so um not disjointed but like segmented like mm-hmm. you get 30 seconds of that mm-hmm. story in each episode and so you're just kind of like what is happening yeah but Whatever. I love Sunky, so I'm just happy. I'm just happy to see him, to be honest. <laughs> Doing something. The writers uh-huh. probably figured that, too. They're like, yeah, I just want a little bit of Sunky here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just um, have him walk up to a, to a door. <laughs> see, see that face. Look nervous. <laughs> uh-huh. So Minyip goes on the date with that girl that Harim set him up with, and she's pretty and seems to be thoughtful, and Minyip is pretty happy. Um, and the girl agrees to a second date, and he hangs up on Unse when she calls during this date. And Unse's like, what the fuck is happening? What's going on <laughs> uh-huh. here? Unse then talks to the butcher, who is in love with their mom, about uh-huh. Unchan leaving with Hangyul. And he seems happy for her since Hangyul is a nice man. And Unse basically says she wanted to be the one to take care of her sister. She was going to buy her nice things in a coffee shop of her own when she made money by being a singer. She also implies that if her mom gets married to the butcher, she'll be all alone. Mm-hmm. It's also because she's mean and, like, what man is going to want to stay with you when you're such a meanie? Yeah. He tells her that he won't marry her mom if she objects, but to also think of her as gaining a new family member instead of losing one. Because then he that would be nice. in her family. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he seems very thoughtful. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's mm-hmm. kind of gross, too, but... Yeah. He's not as he's gross nice. as Mr. Hong. Right. <laughs> but... Yeah. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, can't stop thinking about Hangul... Or, sorry. Unchen can't stop talking about Hangul to Sunki. And Sunki is a good sport and agrees with everything she says and listens to Unchan. Like, Sunki is so nice to Unchan. Mm-hmm. In certain ways. <laughs> um, they talk about him moving to New York, and Sunki tells her, tells Unchan to tell Hangyul about her feelings and to ask him to stay if that's what she wants. He's like, don't just hold all your feelings inside. Like, you need to tell him mm-hmm. how you feel. Sunki, with that good relationship advice. <laughs> she tells him, she tells Sunki that she shouldn't use love as an excuse to hold Hangyul back. And... I'm like, I get that, but also, you know, you need to be open enough mm-hmm. to say, like, I like you, and I don't want you to leave thinking that I didn't like you enough for you to stay. Yeah, because there's many instances where she's like, mm-hmm. you're moving, and, like, we won't see each other anymore. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But doesn't really say, like, you're moving, and I'm not going to see you for a long time, and I'm going to miss you a whole lot. 
Yeah. Like, she's trying to play it a little too cool. Yeah, to where it comes off as she doesn't care. Yeah. I think I do that sometimes, or I used to do that with Alex, mm-hmm. <laughs> where I didn't want to seem, like, too clingy mm-hmm. or too, like, obsessive or something. Mm-hmm. So I would just try to be, like, super cool, but then he was like, do you even like me? <laughs> <laughs> I could totally picture him being like that. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) So, yeah, that was something we had to, like, work out. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I definitely empathize with that. (laughs) Um, Hansen goes to Yuji's apartment to collect her mail. Again, he does everything for her. Yes. Like, what a, what a boy. (laughs) He, and he tries to call her, but she still doesn't answer. He leaves her a voicemail, a voicemail telling her to take her time to come back, but she should turn on her phone, and it would be even better if she answered it. So he knows she's alive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> At the minimum, please yes. let him know you're not kidnapped. Yep. Unchan and her mom enjoy some late-night ramen that looks so good, and mm-hmm. they talk about Unchan's relationship with Hangyul. Her mom is supportive, but seems worried about the wealth gap between the two families. Because, as we know, like, that's kind of a big deal. Usually when you're rich and come from, like, a wealthy background, you marry Mm -hmm. into another wealthy background. You're not necessarily going, like, lower on the total Yeah. Um, Unchan dismisses the comments, since there's nothing to be ashamed of. But then we cut to Hangyo's family having a meal together, and they're very different. Hangyo's mm-hmm. mom is super refined and makes the family an expensive crab soup. So instead of just, like, this little top ramen, uh-huh. it's, like, expensive shit. And it's, like, a big fancy meal. And they're, like, all... All together. Yeah. Whereas, like, Unshan and her mom are just kind of, like, huddled around the small table. Yeah. It's, but, it's I mean, very they're, different. They're not, like, parasite poor. Like No, definitely not. They definitely seem to be, like, middle class or, like, lower middle class. hmm Not, like, super impoverished or anything. Yeah. But... They're just, they're just yeah. lower to the point where it would probably be an issue would, to the richer family. Yeah, it would raise some eyebrows, mm-hmm. for sure. <clears throat> um, Hangyo's family decides to open up about his past. They go to visit Hangyo's birth mom's memorial place, and... <laughs> His grandma, Andrew watched this one scene with me before he was out, mm-hmm. but Hangyo's like standing there with his grandma and his grandma is just like, you met Lee Young jae the other day. That's your real dad. Okay, I'll leave you here. Bye. I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought she was just going to like ease into it, but mm-hmm. no, she just like drops that bomb on his lap and he's like, what? <laughs> I've, I am like losing my affection for grandma in these two episodes yeah i mean i texted you and i was like oh my goodness grandma's face in this these episodes <laughs> like she yeah. makes some crazy faces especially <laughs> in does. episode 14 where i'm like fuck i wanna i wanna make gifs of her like please scowling please do oh my god I'll try please do that would be amazing Okay. Um, so he's alone at the memorial area, and he cries, and then we see his grandma tell his dad to be patient and just listen if Hangyo gets mad at him. His dad is in the dad he's known all his life. Yeah, the dad who raised him. Yes. Uh, Unchan is doing well at the cafe <clears throat> and becoming a better barista. Like, she is really on top of her latte art. <laughs> Very cute. 
uh, her relationship with Hadim is so all over the place because, like, she hands him a cup of coffee and he, like, scratches her chin like she's a cat and, like, <laughs> pats her on the head and stuff. I'm like, what is it with these two? Uh-huh. Like, they're so weird. Um, weird in the sense, like, they're doing that and then, like, a scene later they're yelling at each other about Unchan getting in the way or like Unchan not having boobs and yeah it's almost like, like they're that. siblings or something yeah like they, they can be great one minute and then the next they're just being assholes to each other for no reason <laughs> totally and being Definitely very petty a sibling relationship mm-hmm. um but 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 okay so Unchan talks to Mr. Hong and she tells him that she might want to be a professional barista as a career she's like can I get, like, certified or something? <laughs> it seems like they have a lot of, like, certifications in Korea. Hmm. It's interesting. Um, anyway, he tells her that some very successful cafes have the potential to make a lot of money. And she's like, okay. Keep coffee. T- yeah. <laughs> she tells him that she'll just be happy if she can make about double what she's making now. And she won't have to worry or ask for any more. She's like, I seem to make about double, and that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells her to keep dreaming and pushing herself for more. If she becomes complacent, she'll end up like him. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. At least he's self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> but he's very supportive of Unchan, which makes me like him. And despite how disgusting he is, <laughs> uh, I said that's one of his redeeming qualities. Yeah. <laughs> he's... He's very supportive of, like, all of the coffee princes. Mm-hmm. Really. And I think, honestly, like, this was the best thing to happen to him because now his yeah. coffee shop is successful and it's not about to close any second. Yeah. And I think it's, like, an opportunity for him to turn his life around in terms of how much he pushes himself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. So, Hangyul's mom is worried about her son while Hangyul and his dad have drinks his dad tells him about his past with Hangyul's biological parents. Both him and Lee Myung Jae liked his mom, orig- orig- his real mom, and they mm-hmm. originally went out for a bit. But his mom, Hangyul's grandma, didn't like that she was an orphan, so he broke <laughs> up with her. As if, like, I mean, it's the same as like growing up in a poor family. Like, you can't will you yourself. Over that. Yeah, like you're just born into that life. That's there's nothing you do mm-hmm. about it. But yeah. his mom didn't like that, so they ended up breaking up. And in the end, Lee Myung-jae and the birth mom got together and had Hangyul. But Lee Myung-jae left for Australia, and the woman died in an accident, so Hangyul's family raised him. Hangyul opens up and says he's angry, but he doesn't know why. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's understandable. Yeah. Because he, he points out, like... I think this is a little bit later on, but he's like, I don't know why they told me now. Like, either tell me when I'm young. Or, or don't t- tell me. Or just don't tell me. <laughs> like what all. we talked about last episode. Yeah, like, there's exactly. no point at this time in his life. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious, maybe it was mentioned in there and I just missed it, but did he leave the mom knowing that she was pregnant and had... I don't think so. Or did he go to Australia and then she found out she was pregnant and died? And he found out when he was in Australia but never came back? I think that's what happened. Like, Hangyul explains it to Unchan later. And I think he says that 
um, his birth mom and Lee Myung-jae got married, but they divorced, like, less than a year mm-hmm. after they got married. And he left for Australia and wasn't, they couldn't reach him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think after he left, she found out she was pregnant. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So he was unreachable for a bit of time, apparently. Hmm. Okay. No phones in Australia, I guess. <laughs> I he, guess. He couldn't leave a number. <laughs> um, back at the cafe, Harim lightly teases Unchan for taking his best friend away, but then, but then tells her about Hangyo's job offer in New York. And he tells her how hard he worked for this opportunity and that she shouldn't stand in the way of his goals. He tells her to just go with him if they want to be together since he'll take care of everything for her. And Unchan tells him that she won't accept him paying for everything. And she says that she was planning on letting him go anyway. And again, this is a time where she words it in such a way where she's like, I was planning to just date him until he left. And then, you know, like that's it. And it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, this relationship isn't a huge deal, when obviously that's not the case. Yeah, she's just, like, again, playing it cool. Mm-hmm. Too her, cool. Keeping her cards close to the vest. But <sighs> also, like, it must feel, like, really shitty to have everyone be like, don't fucking mm-hmm. get in the way. Well, I guess Sunki was telling her, don't care about that. Like, yeah. tell him how you feel. But just, like, I'm sure she knows, like, Unchen isn't thoughtless. Yeah. Like, in fact, she's very thoughtful, so mm-hmm. she wouldn't she wouldn't just make Hangyul do something yeah. that's not right for him. Uh, Hangyul calls Unchan, so she goes over to his place. I like how she stuck her phone in her helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice? Yes, it's <laughs> funny. Uh, they talk about their uh, they talk about how their days went, and Hangyul opens up about being adopted and what his family revealed to him earlier in the day. She gives him a nice hug and comforts him and is basically like, I'm sorry, I don't know how to comfort you. <laughs> Which, again, I like Honest. it when these, when these characters say stuff like that because I feel like a lot of times in TV shows, like, characters say, like, really profound things to comfort mm-hmm. people. And I'm not like that. So I appreciate these characters just being like, I don't know how to comfort you, but here's a I hug. care about you. And, yeah, here's a hug. <laughs> um... So, then we cut to them playing Legos on his patio, and they talk about moving to New York again. Uh, She turns him down again, saying she'll only be a distraction for his work, and she needs to stay to take care of her family. He tries to offer to help take care of her family, but she cuts him off, saying that she can take care of them by herself. She tells him to go and do a good job and come back without fooling around and to not wear black shirts anymore because women stare at him too much <laughs> when he wears them. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, he seems really happy with her and suggests that he stay. She tells him that he worked too hard to stay in Korea and that she'll just pretend that he's away doing his military service. They talk about how often they should visit each other and Hangyul can't believe it when she suggests only six every six months to a year when he was suggesting every week. <laughs> uh, they end up laying down and messing with each other and being all cute and happy. Because, okay. yeah, Hangyul was like, I mean, we could just, like, fly, take turns flying out to see each other. And Unchan's like, dude, that's too expensive. Because, I mean, yeah, international airfare mm-hmm. is fucking crazy. And Hangyul's like, don't worry, I'll pay for it. And she's like, no, dude, like, I'm not going to let you pay for that. Because, in theory, that's probably, like, 
at least five thousand dollars a month. Yeah, like minimum, I would think. To if someone was flying out every week, uh-huh. like that's crazy. But and that's for coach. Rack up those frequent flyer miles. That's true, but <laughs> you know Hangil's not flying coach, so. No. Uh, um, but, you know, they have a lot of money, so I guess yeah, spend it. <laughs> I mean, she could also move to New York and get a job there and money send money to, to her parent or to her mom and sister. Like, she doesn't need to stay in Korea to support them. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess because she can't speak English, like, yeah, maybe she's, I guess she could learn English, you know. Mm-hmm. Or she could learn enough, like, um, Tony in Itaewon. Learn yeah. enough in your profession to where you could talk to your customers or whatever. Like, Yeah, go be a barista in New York. Mm-hmm. There's tons of coffee places in New York. Yeah. I just think she's very apprehensive about leaving Korea and her mom in general. Yeah, I mean, it's scary. I'm sure, like, mm-hmm. Unchan's never been out of the country. Yeah, or, like, absolutely. If she has, certainly not alone, like, mm-hmm. without family mm-hmm. and not that far away. Not with a lover. Not with a lover. <laughs> um, not sure. with a lover who wants to have sex with her but not get married. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So we're going to switch gears here quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Hansen gets home and he sees Yuju's bags in his house. Then he sees, sees her sleeping in his bed and he gets all happy and he mm-hmm. goes and lays down next to her. And you're like, these people, man. Yeah. Crazy. I would yeah. be like, um, excuse me, poke poke, what are you doing here? You're, you're back? Like, yeah, like, Where wake up, we you? need to talk. Why didn't you call me? Why didn't she say anything? Like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, Unsei keeps being a brat to Unchan, so Unchan tells her that she's not going to the U.S. Unchan tells Unsei that if they can't get through the hard time of being apart, then they probably shouldn't be together anyway. Unsei mm-hmm. is so happy and tells her mom that Hangyu is going to the U.S. without Unchan, and the mom is like, "What?" Yeah, and I think for the mom, like even though she knows without Unchan, like she's gonna have to work harder, and life will probably be a little bit harder for them. Like, mm-hmm. I think ultimately she wants the best for both of her daughters. Yeah, and this is a great out for her daughter, like to have a really good life with a rich dude and be happy. Be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And not have to worry about money and stuff, which is what Unchan's whole life has been, unfortunately. Yeah, like, her childhood got cut short mm-hmm. because, unfortunately, her dad died and she had to, like, step up mm-hmm. when her mom couldn't or couldn't mm-hmm. all the way. And, yeah, I mean, I'm sure the mom feels really guilty that she's not in a position to, to like, fully support Unchan. yeah going and being like don't worry about it we'll we'll be fine because like in reality they're not really yeah and i think at the moment yeah and i think her hearing that hangu is going to go to the u.s without her her mom is like well this relationship isn't going to work like long distance relationships don't usually work like this is going to be really hard and probably won't last Especially since they haven't been dating for mm-hmm. that long. Mm-hmm. Like, at this point, they've been dating for, like, a week or yeah. something. And they've only known each other for four months. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's one thing if, yeah, you've been together for ten years or whatever. And it's like, okay, this is temporary, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, this is very different. 
Definitely. Um, we cut back to Hansung and Yuju, and they talk about where Yuju went and how much Hansung missed her. She admits she was wrong for leaving him and says that she wanted to run away first before Hansung left her. She thanks him for staying by her side again, and they decide mm-hmm. to invite Moonchan and Hangyo over for dinner the following night. And she's the one that suggests this, and at first I'm like, what is she doing? What is her <laughs> That's plan? That's what Hangyo says, too, like, later on. Like, what's uh, what's happening here? Uh-huh. What does she have up her sleeve? How is she going to fuck everything up, you know? Yeah. And I thought she was going to end up bringing up that kiss. Uh-huh. She doesn't. Spoiler. But that's immediately where I went to, like, oh, she wants to get people in trouble. Like, <laughs> she, she's looking to start a fight, this one. But that's thankfully funny. that doesn't happen, but awkward stuff does happen. But we'll yeah. get there. I, I feel like... I believed in Yuju because when Hangyo was like, what is she trying to start? Mm-hmm. Or is she trying to get revenge on Unchan? Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, Hangyo, you're sus- like being too suspicious. I was very but suspicious. I guess you, thought, <laughs> you thought the same way. <laughs> I'm, I'm too naive. There was just, it was just weird to like be so angry and upset that um, Hansung was having feelings for Unchan and then suddenly be like, everything's okay. Let her come over yeah. for dinner. I was like, mm-hmm. I guess maybe she was trying to be like, let's bury the hatchet. Like, I'm fine now. Yeah. I don't know. I also kind of empathize with that of just being like, I'm going to do extra to make you realize, like, I am fine. I'm okay. Even though, <laughs> even though, even though I'm like, not. Just chill. <laughs> um, ba, ba, ba. So, back at the cafe, Unchan gets after Hangil for wearing a black shirt. Such a rebel, because he <laughs> disobeyed her. And Hangil starts to notice how the other guys gave Unchan a lot of chores to do. Mm-hmm. Hangil also overhears. Oh god, this scene. <laughs> Hangil also overhears Harim talking to Unchan about how far they go physically and what they do at his place. Unchan is so naive and innocent that she shyly admits that they hug. And Harim almost explodes, saying she's going to be the death of Hangyul. <laughs> then he starts to explain male anatomy and hormones, and is about to move on to porn, but then Hangyul steps in and yells at him. Unchan runs away all embarrassed, and Harim tells Hangyul that he's just trying to help him out by educating her. Uh, the other princes start giving Unchan even more tasks to do, and Hangyul loses it, and starts yelling at them to do more of the work themselves. And then the princes become all dramatic and start fanning Unchan and serving her iced <laughs> coffee, while Minyup holds, like, a big parasol umbrella thing. And it's funny, but oh god, that scene with Unchan and Harim was hilarious to me. That was a was why, like, though. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, is he really toddling her about boners? Like, what is and- happening? How does Onchan not know anything? Yeah, do like, we know what she's in Korea? <laughs> like, I know she's innocent and likely hasn't had, like, an actual boyfriend her whole life or uh-huh. whatever. But even then, like, you know things. Yeah. You've, you've, like, heard people talking at school, you know, and, like, been in those conversations, like, in middle school and stuff. Like, kids talk and they're, like, stupid and dumb or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you at least have an idea. Right. You know, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I know, like, I think Korean culture is a lot more conservative when it comes to, like, sex and stuff. But still, 
she's in her mid-twenties at this point. Yes. Like, again, like, you don't know about boners, girl? Like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what is happening in your brain? And, like, Weird. obviously, like, okay, I'm not trying to be, like, super dirty or whatever, but, like, you you didn't think that Hangyo wants to have sex with you? Like, yeah. What? Like, I get it. Like, I get it if you feel uncomfortable and you're not ready for that step in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. But just being, like, totally oblivious to, like, oh, like... What people do. Yeah. Like, girl. Okay. Go on, go on the internet. Yep. Go do some searches. <laughs> Don't talk to Harim about this stuff. Uh, like, Jesus. And that's kind of what Hangil's like. I don't want you talking to her about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, don't talk to her about that stuff again. So. Yeah, it's very I, uncomfortable. <laughs> it was, I was just like so full of nervous and awkward <clears throat> laughter. I couldn't handle it. Um, all right. So, Hangyo gets a call from his mom telling him that Jae is leaving the next morning and that he should go to the airport to say goodbye. Unchen isn't sure how to comfort him again. Um, but she plans a little surprise for Hangyo the next morning by making a little sign and giving him milk with cute notes on it. Um, and I like the the face when he opens his door. And it's got, like, those little rings of paper. I forgot what they're called when they're, like, set up like that. But, yeah. like, it's got the cute little illustration that just, like, pops in his face. Uh-huh. Um, so that's, like, a really good morning for him. He goes to the airport. He meets Lee Myung-jae. And they talk a little bit. And, um... Lee Wing Jae talks about, like, how he'll come back and how he has another son that resembles Hangyul a lot, and he's younger. Um, mm-hmm. And then they start to part ways, and Hangyul is relieved and happy with how the meeting went. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Again, yeah. if I was in that situation, I don't know, like, what I would talk about, because I would just feel super uncomfortable. Yeah, just... and I mean, they were pretty awkward, uh-huh. too. They were just sitting next to each other and being like... So. Mm-hmm. I'm your son. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, on his way home, Hangyo calls Unchan and gives her the rundown of how the morning went. He tells her they should tell each other everything from now on. Unchan agrees that she won't leave anything out. Hangyo is happy, and the episode ends. Yeah. When that happened, I was like, is she going to tell him about the kiss? Same. <laughs> but is I the think... kiss going to come back or not? I, I don't know. know. I... I hope not, and if it does, I hope it's not a big deal, because it's like, she Same. wasn't dating you, and she didn't like yeah. it, and she didn't ask for it, and it made yeah. her relationship with Han Sung really uncomfortable. I don't Definitely. know. Definitely. But then I there's... Hope it, oh, go ahead. I it lies. Yeah, I, I was just gonna be, I hope they just, like, let it lie, and it was just, like, a thing yeah. that has Han Sung said, like, off the cuff, and we're just obsessing about it, but... yeah. But there's yeah. also that scene where Hangyo gets upset because even um, Sweeper the dog, Terry, is obsessed with <laughs> Unchan, and he gets yeah. jealous of the fucking dog. I'm like, Hangyo, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Leave the animals alone. Uh-huh. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that in the notes. God up, damn. Like, so stop, ridiculous. Stop hitting on Unchan. <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. Uh-huh. Okay, so episode 14. Um, I also felt like you could tell it was kind of filler because the next episode started in a completely different <laughs> spot. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. I think it's the same day, but Minyup and Harim talk about girls at the cafe. 
Uh, Minyip tells Harim that the girl he's been seeing keeps asking him to buy her things, but she never buys him stuff in return. And at least Unse would sometimes buy him gifts. And I'm That's like, surprising, honestly. Yeah, I'm like, uh, neither of these girls are good for you, Minyip. No. I mean, he's not ugly. Mm-mm. He's very sweet. He's kind of dumb, but... Kind of? I'm sure sure there would be a lot of girls who would be, like, nicer to him. Mm -hmm. And just be happy that, like, oh, he's handsome and he loves me. And he, like, does a lot for me or whatever. Yeah. Like, because, you know, he wouldn't... It doesn't seem like he'd be, like, a lazy partner. Like, he would help you. And I don't know. I'm just like, he's a good guy. He doesn't need to be with these shitty girls. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um... But yeah, it was surprising hearing that Unse would buy him things. But Unchan did point out that, like, Unse used to buy Minyip a lot of things, and she never bought Unchan anything. She's mm-hmm. like, you never even bought me a stick of gum, but you're buying Minyip uh-huh. sunglasses? Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, Unchan overhears this conversation and gets mad at Minyip for cheating on Unse. Minyip tries to defend himself by saying that he was just trying to teach Unse a lesson for treating him so poorly. Unchan won't hear any of it and tells him to stay away from Unse. Then she gets after Harim for putting these playboy thoughts into <laughs> Minyip's naive head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not a great look for Minyip, because she tells him, like, if you were so upset with Unse, you should have just broken up with her. Like, mm-hmm. don't lead her on and make it think make her think, like, you guys are still together or still talking. Yeah. And then talk to other girls. Like, I don't know. Her, their relationship is also kind of weird. Because I was like, are they, were they dating? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Were they exclusive? Yeah, I mean, and it's hard because there were also points where Unse was like, I can't stand you. You're so annoying and you're so dumb. Like, stop calling me. Stop mm-hmm. talking to me. It's so, like, how the fuck are they dating at that point? Right. When she's telling him to literally go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very confusing. So, we then have another kind of hard cut here. Hangyo gives sales report to his grandma, and he has tripled the sales as promised. Yay, Hangyo. Good job, Hangyo. And good job, princes. Mm-hmm. He dotes on his grandma, and she suggests he meet with his father about franchising. She wonders when he's going to the U.S., and he floats the idea of maybe just staying in Korea. Mm -hmm. He meets with his dad and tells him that he's trying to decide whether or not to stay in Korea. His dad tells him to think about what he really wants, since you don't get that many chances in life. Like, opportunities don't just come twice, you know? Yeah. Take it or leave it. Um, Hangyul shows up to the cafe, but then gets super fussy when Unchan ignores him so she can study the different coffee beans with Mr. Hong. He steals her notes, and they go to Hansung's house for dinner. Hangyo is surprised that Terry recognizes her and asks how many times she came to Hansung's house. And she's like, uh, like 200? (laughs) (laughs) And he flips out, and she's like, duh, dude, like, I used to deliver milk here, remember? This was one of my stops. And then he gets all upset at Terry, because Terry is, quote, hitting on (laughs) Unchan. So Uh stupid. This poor dog. Yeah. And he's just like, oh. Terry's so so cute. cute. (laughs) Oh, precious Uh, pup. uh Uh-huh. So, Yuju and Hangyul talk about Unchan while Hansung and Unchan tend to the barbecue. 
Yuju notices how happy Hangul is, and he says that he's glad that they, meaning Hangul and Yuju, aren't together. I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, she points out his feelings for her uh, weren't that real anyway, and I think she tells him that if he really loved her, then he would have tried to put up a fight with Han Sung. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but he didn't. He just, you know, did some light flirting, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, he agrees that it was just a habit, and that Anuju says that he should be thankful that Unchan has brought love into his life. That was mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the couples have dinner together, and there is some playful bickering that goes on, and Unchan is initially, like, freaked out, thinking that Hansung and Yuju are actually fighting. And yeah, it's, like, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, Han- just- pretend fighting or not. Yeah, everything is still very fresh. Like, uh-huh. You two just came back the previous day, and it would be one thing if this was, like, five years later, and it was like, uh-huh. Hot, remember when Hansung used to be into Unchan? Mm-hmm. But, no, it was like, oh, just the previous day, everyone's feelings were still really hurt about <laughs> what what happened, and, like, they're bringing up Unchan's betrayal or fraud. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's it's funny, but, like, awkward. Uh, Hangil is super into Unchan, and they make jokes about what everyone calls each other. I think he tells her, like, stop calling me Mr. Choi. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, I'm your boyfriend. Um, on their way home, uh, on their way home, Unchan wonders if she and Hangil will ever be, like, Hansung and Yuju. Well, like, I hope not. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm like, hopefully you have a healthier relationship than those two. <laughs> Those people are fucked. <laughs> not gonna lie. Uh-huh. It's not a relationship I would personally want to be in. Yeah, no, I get, like, wanting to be comfortable enough with your partner to where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, we can, like, mess around with each other. But I feel like Hangul and Unchan are already at that stage. Yeah. They're already playful and not, like, taking each other super seriously totally so like girl you're already there you don't have to uh want to deal with all of their baggage mm-hmm. totally so um we then cut to mr hong's place and we learn more about sunky's past with that woman and basically the woman had an abusive husband and i think she used to work at the same place sunky did or something um yeah. and that's how they first met and so she one day showed up at sunky's place for help and she was like covered in blood and shit and mm-hmm. in the end, she ran away to Korea, and Sunky followed her. He knows that she doesn't have the same feelings towards him, but he's happy just to see her and know she's okay. And Harim is like, I don't get it. <laughs> and I don't get it either, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Very odd. Yeah. It's definitely like, okay, so there's this, a point of being romantic, and then it's just like, are you just wasting your life mm-hmm. clinging to feelings for a woman who does not doesn't feel like the you. same way? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so then we have a big drum bombed bomb <laughs> dropped on us that Yuju is fucking pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um but she and Hansung seem to be happy and doing well. 
mm-hmm. they meet up for lunch, and Yuji takes him to a baby store and sends him a picture of her ultrasound and a text that says, our baby. And Hansing is shocked, but they both seem really happy. Yeah. <laughs> this is very different from where she was, like, a week ago. Yeah. Where she's like, I, do. I don't want to get married, and, like, that's not the life for me. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, she doesn't really have a lot of other options, because mm-hmm. I think abortion is illegal in Korea. Hmm. And she says, like, I think she says later, like, she didn't want to uh-huh. go down that option. I think it's one of those things, if I could be wrong, but, like, it's technically illegal, but, like, you can, like, a doctor can still do it for you. You just have to, like, kind of bend the rules of, like, what is happening. Or, yeah. Or, like, code it differently or whatever, but. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it's definitely, like, a total 180 on how they were. <laughs> yeah, it almost makes me wonder, like, was she actually planning to leave him, but then she started feeling, like, quote-unquote weird? Uh-huh. Like, something with her body wasn't right? Uh-huh. And then came back and then found out? You know? I was wondering that, too, of, like, or did she know, like, yeah, did she kind of have an idea and that's why she came back? And then she, like, confirmed it with the test or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I personally just cannot see the two of them together because their relationship, <laughs> just like in general, like the relationship yeah. is such a mess. Like I can't imagine them lasting, even if they're totally happy right now. Like they just have mm-hmm. so much weird baggage and I don't know. I just, I don't see it working out. Yeah. I could be we'll, wrong, but we'll I don't have know. to see. <laughs> we'll have to see what happens mm-hmm. in the next Three episodes. Yep. <laughs> um, so, Hangul and Unchan go out on deliveries, but I think Hansung gets, like, sweaty or something, so he decides Hangul. to drop by his... Oh, yes. Hangul. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, these fucking names. <laughs> Those dang Too similar. cousins. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Hangul has to drop by his family home to change his shirt. Unchan nervously tags along... And I think she even says, like, should I change? Like, she's still in her coffee prints, like, mm-hmm. little tuxedo-looking thing. Um, and he's like, no, don't worry about it. Like, it's fine. So she keeps his grandma company while Hangil changes and talks to his mom about his birth mom. And apparently, like, the mom who raised him is just, like, an angel woman who did a bunch of stuff for him. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Um... So then we see Unchan hanging out in Hangil's room, and Hangil teases her by like staring at her very romantically and saying he likes being alone with his girlfriend in his room, and that like oh isn't it exciting that like <laughs> there are other people outside? And Unchan is like what? But then she plays back and pushes him on the bed, and it's like oh yeah, like I like being here too. Let's just stay here, and then. It's, like, ultimately diffuses the situation mm-hmm. by, like, teasing him. And stepping on his chest, Alex was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I don't care how light you are. Like That shit hurts. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, when a cat launches off of you. Like, exactly. that's, that's painful. Yeah, it's like, I don't care if you're only, like, 10 pounds. Like, mm-hmm. I think you broke my ribs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's awkward. So... 
Hangil and Uchan sit and talk to Hangil's mom and grandma. And in again, in the car, Unchan was like, they don't know I'm a girl. And I think Hangil says, well, you never said you were a boy. Yeah, and he's like, I never so, told him you were a boy either. Yeah, and it's like, okay, but she works at a place that only has men. She's so. a prince. Yeah. <laughs> She's a coffee prince. Um, so, yeah, so they're, like, you know, sitting around eating fruit. And initially they're pretty sweet to Unchan, thinking that she's a boy, but they quickly turn when Hangil informs them that she's a girl. The grandma is disgusted when Hangil tells them that they're dating, while Hangil's mom looks heartbroken. I feel like she feels conflicted, like she doesn't want them to be together, mm-hmm. but she also doesn't want to like alienate her son. Mm-hmm. And I There's... think she's a nice lady, so she does also doesn't want to hurt Unchan's feelings. Yeah. There's also but. that scene earlier when when Jen is with the grandma and she's mm-hmm. like messing with her legs and the grandma's like, "Those aren't the wrists of a boy." Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Okay, well, I'm not a boy, so yeah, that's cool. That makes sense. This is a woman's wrist." <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, and it's so sad because yeah, just like in the previous scene, the grandma seems so like uh, smitten with mm-hmm. boy Unchan, like. I don't know. It's crazy. So, basically, the conversation goes to hell when <laughs> they just start fighting about Unchan and how, like, she's not a boy, but she's not a girl, and how can you be dating? And, like, I tried to set you up with all of these other nice girls, but you rejected them, and are you sure that Unchan's not a gold digger? Mm-hmm. All this stuff. Hankil yells back at his grandma trying to stick up for Unchan. But then Grandma tells them to just get out of her house and that Hangul should pack his bags and leave for America if he wants to live with Unchan. Uh, Hangul says that he might not leave Korea anyway, and he grabs Unchan and they leave as his grandma keeps yelling at him to break up with her. So what a much mess. drama. What a mess. Crazy. Jesus. Yeah. That escalated <laughs> so quickly. I know. And I feel like that was one of our predictions last week, that like, they wouldn't approve. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was going to be like that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I honestly so. thought it would be, like, the dad who was like, no. Like, yeah, like, you can't you can't marry or, like, be with someone who's lower or whatever. But I guess it makes sense that it would be the grandma who's, like, the oldest and probably, like, the most traditional. Yeah. I mean, she didn't want her son to be married to an orphan, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. <laughs> She's got big feelings about relationships. Yeah. Um, so Hangyu can't believe his grandma was so mean. Unchan kind of defends his mom and grandma, saying he overreacted, and that all moms and grandmas are overprotective like that because all of them think their son is the best. That's mm-hmm. why wives and mother-in-laws never get along. <laughs> Unchan does admit that her feelings are hurt by the grandma's mean words, and she asks him about staying and not leaving for New York. She wonders if he's staying for her, and he says he's not the type to throw away a dream for a girl. And she tells him to please give her a piggyback ride while they walk to think it over. And then they're just, like, cute together. Mm-hmm. And everything is pretty okay between the two yeah. of them. Thankfully, not awkward, like, ugh, should I break up with you because of this? Like, because your parents don't approve of me or whatever? Yeah. Which I, I kind of thought would end up happening. Like, her feeling super bad that the grandma was so upset and being like, maybe we shouldn't be together and, like, make your grandma feel this way or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> Hangyo's mom tells his dad about Hangyo's relationship with Unchan, and he just thinks it's funny. He's just like laughing. Um, she's worried about uh-huh. the relationship and if she is influencing his decision on whether or not to leave for the U.S. Hangyo's dad tries to reassure them, saying Hangyo is smart and won't throw away his life for a girl. Grandma, though, is not convinced since it was a big deal for Hangyo to bring someone to their house because this is something he's never done before. The grandma decides to call Hangyo and yell at him some more about Unchen. He yells back at her and hangs up on her. Yeah. I th- I love how he's just like, good night! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> um, yeah. Unchen seems conflicted as to how feminine she should be. Because she's like, holds up the dress that uh, Hansung bought her, and mm-hmm. she's like, maybe I should have worn this. Mm-hmm. And is like, Hello. Like, she does, like, a very girly voice. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Hangul reads the offer letter from the toy company he worked for in New York. He ends up turning the turning the letter into a paper airplane and throws it off the rooftop. And that thing flies far. It does. That's a good paper airplane. Uh-huh. Um, I felt really, like, I don't know if sad is the right word, but, like, I just had a lot of feelings for Unchan when she's, like, looking at her little school picture of herself and being like, no, you look good here. Like, you look happy mm-hmm. and strong and, like, healthy. healthy. Yeah, I was like, that's true. Like, you don't you don't need to change Unchan. Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously there's a lot of pressure for her yeah. to... And you I'm sure it's, like, not... Way. Yeah, and I'm sure it's not just for the grandma, but, like... She already feels self-conscious, like, she's not pretty. And, yeah. like, Hangil is obviously very popular and attractive, and I'm sure, like, anyone would feel pressure to be like, well, I don't want him to find someone else. Yeah, I mean, there so. was that scene where they, like, make up mm-hmm. last week when we watched, and they're, like, holding hands, walking, and he's straight up mm-hmm. going up to people and being like, it's okay, she's a girl. Mm-hmm. This is a girl, like... Nobody gives a shit. Like, all those random people were just, like, minding their own business, and he felt the need (laughs) to tell them, like, it's okay, I'm holding her hand because she's a girl. Yeah. Like, I would feel uncomfortable if Andrew felt the need to do that. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Like, I'm sure part of it was just him being excited, but yeah, also, if it's not completely obvious to the rest of the world, yeah, that probably doesn't make you feel great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so. Again, the next day at, at work, Haring keeps teasing Unchan about her looks and how Hangil might cheat on her since the women in America are beautiful. And I was like, mm, I don't think they're that much better looking than the women in Korea. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's fine. Um, there are ugly people everywhere. There are pretty people everywhere. Exactly. Uh, I think it was kind of... I, I, okay. Hadi was super mean to Unchan, but I thought his comment was kind of funny when he was like, people are going to think your head's on backwards. Because <laughs> she's so flat-chested. <laughs> I just never heard someone say something like that. It's um, funny. He, he's like, you know, they make pretty good pate bras these days. I'm like, Hadi, why, why are why you so are you in so everyone's worried? business? Yeah. yeah, mind your own business, dude. Worry about and, like, you. Why do you know so much about pate bras? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, okay, yeah. Unchan gets fed up and puts uh, Harim in a headlock just as Hangil's mom and grandma show up. And Ooh. not the best look for her. 
because she's trying to, like, prove that she's not a boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet she has this other boy in a headlock. And the grandma's um, like, that's not very ladylike. <laughs> yeah, she's like, of course, of course you'd be like that. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Okay, Hangil meets with his dad about franchising coffee prints, and Hangil is serious and has done a lot of research, which impresses his dad. He also floats the idea of staying in Korea, and his dad seems really happy for him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really glad that his dad is not being a dick anymore. Yeah, and their relationship so, seems to be going in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. Um, we cut to Hansung and Yuju, who are talking about their future and how nervous but happy they both are. He asks if they should get married, and he notes that they can, of course, raise a child together without being married, but then they joke about how they would explain their relationship to their kid. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Uh-huh. Um, we cut to the good stuff. The grandma yeah. tells Unchan <laughs> they need to talk, and she starts interrogating her about her relationship with Hangyo and her intentions. The coffee prince boys are watching from a distance, and they're worried about Unchan thinking like she's getting in trouble for something. The grandma mm-hmm. is convinced that Unchan is after their money, and even asks how much money Unchan wants to wants for her to leave Hangyo. Wants wants her, I guess, the grandma to leave Hangyo, right? No, I think the grandma's asking how much money Unchan wants so she can leave Hangyo. Like, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I didn't understand how that was worded. Okay, yeah, like basically a bribe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Unchan says that she's not stupid enough to marry for money, and her future with Hangyo isn't certain. She doesn't know how the relationship will change when he moves back to New York, but she's really happy with him right now and can't break things off with him. Hangyo comes out of nowhere and he's like, yeah, I don't want to break up either. Hangyo mm-hmm. talks to his mom and grandma alone and tells them he's not going to New York and they freak out and ask if it's because Unchan. He admits that it's partially true, but he has a lot of other reasons to say too. Mom and Grandma both tell him that they don't like Unchan, and Hangyo points out that they wouldn't like any woman that he brings home, but Hangyo's mom is worried that she won't be a good housewife. He mm-hmm. tells her that they aren't even planning on getting married, but all the pressure from his mom and grandma is making him want to, and they're like, <gasps> yeah, they're like, don't say that. Uh-huh. He tells them that they should just leave him alone since he doesn't listen to them and likes to go against their wishes anyway. They leave the cafe, and the grandma gives Unchan the meanest fucking faces. And those are the faces I was talking about and the faces I texted you about. Uh-huh. Because she looks crazy. Like, what are yeah. these fucking faces? What are you trying to tell me with that look? <laughs> and Unchan's like, duh. What? Like-, <laughs> like, I am trying to picture if someone were to ever make that face to me, how the fuck would I react? And I feel like I would just laugh at how absurd they looked. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what Alex is laughed this? out loud. He's just like, what is she doing? <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I was like, dang, we really got to bribe, to bribe level. Like, they really mm-hmm. want Unchan out of their life that bad. And I feel like... The mom doesn't feel as strongly, but she does have her reservations. Like, well, I think ideally she would want Hangil to be with, like, a more traditional woman. But also, like, not to spill, like, too much tea about other people. But, you know, I have a coworker who married a wealthy guy. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of, like, a concern with his family, too. Like, how 
the my coworker is like pretty set on having a career mm-hmm. and they were like you can't do that like <laughs> you need to take care of the house and the family and blah 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 mm-hmm. and my coworker has been like but i like working which is crazy to me but <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah i so i guess that is like a thing with wealthy people like you have to take care of the house uh-huh who's which... gonna tend to the house <laughs> Well, can't you just hire someone to take care of the house? I mean, I'm sure they do. Who's going to watch the person hired to clean the house? <laughs> right. Like, can I just hire another person to watch the person I'm hired <laughs> to take care of the house? Exactly. <laughs> just, like, keep passing the responsibility on to someone. Yes. Else. Um, right. So, Unse tries to get back at Minya by pretending to be super brokenhearted. And she's like, I just wanted to say goodbye one last time, like... I guess this is it for us because Mingyup still had feelings for Unse. Uh-huh. He was just like trying to teach her a lesson. Yeah. And she kisses him goodbye, which sends Mingyup into a little tizzy. And now he's all in love with her again and like uh-huh. very confused after the kiss. Uh, then Hangil talks to Unchan in the kitchen about what his grandma said to her. Again, I think he was like a little bit jealous because Sunki and Unchan are like basically besties at the cafe at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but anyway, so Unchan tells Hangyo that his grandma doesn't like her mm-hmm. and that she just told her that she, Unchan, just told the grandma that they might break up to kind of, like, ease her feelings or whatever. Hangyo seems offended, but Unchan explains that she just didn't want the grandma to have a stroke. <laughs> she said that they were going to get married. Hangyo says that he's not going to New York, and Unchan is reserved at first and tries to make sure that he's really thought it through and is serious. But after he confirms all of that stuff, she's super happy, and Hadim interrupts their happy moment and they start kissing and telling him to go away. End of episode. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was nervous, like what you said earlier, about how maybe the grandma bribing Unchan. <laughs> <laughs> to stay away might have like kind of been the nail in the coffin of like scaring her scaring her off but she's like no i i like hangil and mm-hmm. i don't care if you're mean to me so good for her i guess yeah yeah and um, i mean my obvious prediction i'm gonna jump right in mm-hmm. my obvious prediction is that of course the grandma's gonna end up flipping and then being in love with Unchan again. Yes. I don't know how, but I think she might, like, have a realization of, like, oh, this is kind of a repeat of my son yeah, and his relationship and not allowing him to be with the person that he first loved. Yeah. And kind of I'm ruining wondering that. if Unchan will take care of the grandma when she gets sick again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe the dad might have a conversation with the grandma, too, like... Oh, true, Yeah. Like, maybe the grandma and dad don't have a very good relationship, because we don't really see them too often, you know? Not, like, in a mm-hmm. loving sort of relationship, and so that might be brought up. Like, you know, I had these dreams to be with this person, and you didn't, you didn't allow that to happen, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, whatever. I kind of kind feel of like... Kind of like an Itaewon class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a dark prediction, and, like... I guess, trigger warning for miscarriages. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if Yuju will have a miscarriage and that will be another thing that, like, 
her and Hangul, yeah. Hansung, have to deal with because it seems again, very early. Yeah, there's still a lot of episodes left, and it just seems like it's almost framed in a way that, like we said, her return was maybe because she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, because she just returns out of nowhere. Yeah, and then like two days later, she has an ultrasound. Yeah. And my thing is, like, you're not really supposed to talk about a pregnancy until it's reached a certain point. Uh Uh-huh. Because, like, literally anything can happen, you know? Yeah. And it seems, like, super early in her pregnancy to, like, plan or say anything, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, they haven't told anyone. They told all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so we all know. Their family doesn't know, but we all know. Right. Um, and it just seems very early. So I could totally see something like that happening. And then yeah. them either coming to terms with that and it bringing them closer together mm-hmm. or making them kind of distance themselves from each other. And I feel like yeah. she would be the one to distance herself from him. Yeah. And he would be like, I love you. Like, mm-hmm. no matter if we have kids or don't or whatever, mm-hmm. like, I just want to be with you. Yeah. That kind of happened in another drama. Hmm. Uh, I'm not, I won't, like, say the drama or spoil the plot, but basically these two people were brought together because a woman, like, got pregnant, and so I think it was another thing where he was, like, wealthy, mm-hmm. and, oh, I think, like, he needed an heir to the company, so it, like, worked out well, uh, because he was, like, really picky with women, but something happened anyway, they were basically only together because she was pregnant with his baby and she got into an accident and, like, had a miscarriage mm-hmm. and it gets, like, very dramatic and um, she ends up leaving him and, like, they spend time apart. But it's just, like, oh, God, it was so heartbreaking. Yeah. That was, like, an ugly cry moment. Um, But, yeah, I was like, I wonder if that's going to happen because I could definitely see... Yuju being the type to, again, just, like, shield her feelings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and try to take care of everything on her own. So I know she's, like, creative and, like, an artist and stuff, mm-hmm. but she doesn't seem to have a personality to me, or they haven't really yeah. given her one yeah. in this series. Like, I know nothing about her except that she likes to paint flowers. Paint flowers, yeah. And work with... Um, What's that stuff? Like, the reflective... Was it Mother of Pearl or something? Where I she made those, like... Said, yeah. Uh, they weren't really sculptures. They were just, yeah. like, pieces of, mm-hmm. I guess, mosaics? Yeah. I don't know what you would call that. Yeah, I'd call it probably a mosaic. I mean, they looked nice. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean... I guess Hansung doesn't know that much about her either. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Like, uh, he better learn like, if they're having a kid. Yeah, they just like the same music, and mm-hmm. it was, it's just so shocking to me that they've been together for that long, and mm-hmm. their lives don't seem that, like, intertwined. Yeah. You know? And there um, are some couples that are like that, like, in real life, and that weirds me out, like, mm-hmm. people that, like, don't talk to each other about stuff, and I'm like, how does your partner not know that? Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe I, I tell Andrew too much, but like I talked to him about, I talked to Andrew all the time about like every fucking thing. Yeah, like, same. I can go on and on and on about like everything from the day. Like he'll know my whole day. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know. I guess some people don't do that. <laughs> yeah, Alex and I have like no sense of mystery. No. With each other, and like Alex and I are basically like always texting each other throughout the day mm-hmm. too. And it's like, this is what I had for lunch. And like, <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, always I- like, I'm having air right now. I wish I was home. <laughs> uh huh. Or like, what are we going to have for dinner? Uh-huh. I can't wait to whatever, come home. Oh, God. This is some more work tea, which I don't think anyone from work listens to this, but. You can cut I it. <laughs> I won't say names. But there was a woman in my office, um, and she was telling me. Or she, w- she wasn't telling me. She was talking to her assistant, and I, like, work in close proximity, or in close enough proximity uh, to overhear them, especially because we were basically, like, the only three people mm-hmm. in that area because of social distancing and whatnot. Uh, so they were saying how, like, sometimes they don't want to walk in their house because they just are so over everything. And I was like, Oh, God. Like, uh... Explain my face right now. (laughs) Jill is just, like, almost super confused. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, I cannot wait to come home at the end of the day. When I have to be at work, like, I get out of there as quickly as possible. I am on the road home. I am yep. busting through the door. I'm telling Andrew hello and hugging uh-huh. Edie. Yeah, wow. well, it was just like because this person's husband doesn't do anything and mm-hmm. they have like a puppy who, no matter how hard they train her, like is just always a eats butt. shit. Yeah. So she always has to deal with the puppy and. Like, her daughter is a teenager, so they don't really get to see much of her anymore because she's always, like, mm-hmm. out. And I'm like, why is she out during COVID? Mm-hmm. But that's another story. That's another story? Yeah. And wow. she was just like, yeah, sometimes I just, like, sit in my driveway because she, like, doesn't want to go in and deal with her, like, wow. home life. And I was like, that made me real sad. And I told Alex, because... Like we said, I tell mm-hmm. Alex fucking everything. And he was like, is that why you texted me? Like, I can't wait to come home and eat dinner <laughs> with you later. And I was like, no, that's just what I was feeling in the moment. <laughs> I wow. just was genuine, genuinely feeling like I'm so tired of work. I just want to come home and eat dinner with Alex. I mean, but yeah. one thing, Lumen is sneezing <laughs> right now. sneezing is so cute. <laughs> he sneezes like a human. It's so fucking bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um... I guess in that sense, what you could tell yourself is, like, you know, sometimes I'm so frustrated with, like, everything with work, and I'm so fucking miserable, and just, like, everything seems like shit, but at least that's not my feelings. Yeah. Like, at least I don't have those problems where I don't want to go home because my partner is, like, kind of a shithead. Yeah. You know, like, ugh, God, I can't imagine. I know. I was like, well, fuck. I feel very lucky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. We have good boys. We do. They don't listen to this podcast, so they'll never hear us say that. 
<laughs> we have no. cowboys. <laughs> we do. And, like, I was being kind of chismosa telling Alex about, like, another coworker whose partner was being a dick. And I was like, man, I feel, like, so lucky to be with you because you're not like that. And he was like, I don't want you to compare me to those, like, to those assholes. <laughs> I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, like, don't do that. Cause <laughs> I, I know. It's like, I know I'm not, like, an abusive ass. Like, that should not be the bar that you compare me to. So I was like, it's, it's, like, hard, though, because so many people have relationships like that. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe not not uh, abusive, like, physically abusive or whatever, but just, like, assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where just, like, guys that just don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Or, like, everything is quote-unquote too girly. or like, I'm not doing that shit. It's yeah. like, Andrew and Alex are always down to do shit. Like, mm-hmm. they don't really care, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy to me. Damn. I know. I don't know how much of that I'm going to cut out, but... Yeah. I think I think you're pretty good in not giving too much away. Okay. I know who you were talking about just because I know these people. Yeah, but... I can figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> no one, I think, at the office listens to this podcast or really knows it exists. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, like, uh, Andrew's mom told a client that I have a, that I have a Korean drama podcast. Oh, God. I was like, okay. <laughs> don't, don't tell the clients. <laughs> That's like... That's, like, me at work, like, fucking one person friended me on Facebook, like, right as school started when I first started at the other school, like, this Mm -hmm. current one, that other art teacher, and I was like, well, fuck. But she found me because Taylor used to work there, Mm. and Taylor and I are friends, she, like, fucking scoped me out, and (laughs) then from there, like, a few other random people added me, he's like, god damn, I can't fucking say no, I can't just, like, not accept this fucking request. I was like, guess you're going to see how much I love drag queens now. Okay. (laughs) But then, like, at Uh the start of this school year, I had at least three people be like, so I heard you're in a band. And I was like, um, can you, like, go back six feet, please? Because they were just, like, this close to me. And I was like, Uh you're too fucking close. Please back up. And yeah, I, don't know I guess why that's are true. Whispering right now, like I don't know. Don't whisper. I don't know. Or people <laughs> that like close. have to take off their mask to talk because they think that you can't fucking hear them. Like mm-hmm. your mask doesn't make you inaudible. Yeah, people can hear you clearly with your fucking mask on, dude. You don't need to take it off. But yeah, like suddenly people are asking about that. I'm like, can can I find you like online? And I'm like, well, no, because we haven't played a show. Because <laughs> we can't play shows. <laughs> Yeah. Sir, no. Um, please don't seek me out, because I like to keep those things separate. Ugh. Yeah. I, I think I told you how uh, before COVID, uh, when things were still happy, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Andrew's mom, uh, we were at a like client happy hour, and she told the clients that, like, yeah, they're playing a show soon. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, yeah, it's gonna be in Corpus. And then you the can't guy, go. yeah. And then one of the guys was like, "Oh, I'm from Corpus. Where are you playing?" And I was like, "I duh. So <laughs> of course I, you're like, from Corpus." Yeah. Fuck. Uh, and then I like told him, he was like, "Oh, interesting." And then they're like, "Well, like, well, I'll have to go when you play a show in San Antonio." And I was like, "Maybe." <laughs> but I was uh. like, 
I don't want to tell this fucking, like, vice president of lending at this, like, <laughs> big... <laughs> to go big see fucking... you play at, like, Bangin' Bar? <laughs> yes. Limelight. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all cool. Like, the people that we have happy hours with, like, they're friends with Karen, so they're not, like, super stodgy or, like, yeah. weird for the most part. But it's just, like, again, like, I want to keep this separate like yeah <laughs> I, I try know. to I try to hide who I am at work from like the real me uh-huh I don't want people to know really anything about me yeah I just try to be as nice as possible now just one because like I I want to be a nice person mm-hmm. but two after that Janabi stuff where that guy got like outed from the band because someone came out and was like this guy bullied me I was like I don't want people to, like, if, if Moon Toki makes it big or whatever, be like, Caitlin was a real big bitch. Like, look at all the stuff she did to me. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I, we wouldn't kick you out of the band. Thanks. I was I was an asshole. <laughs> totally an asshole. But people yeah. were an asshole to me, too, so. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I just, I was just thinking, like, if, if like, Moon Toki makes it big, I would want people to be like, wow, Caitlin was so nice. Like, yeah, she's, like, a very down-to-earth person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway. Don't know how we started talking about this, but... Uh, what was our last prediction? I guess it was the miscarriage. Yeah. <laughs> and then it we, somehow we devolved into... <laughs> we took a major turn this. here. Yeah. Um, uh, any other predictions? No, not for me. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like maybe, oh, maybe what they'll do is uh, Eun-chan and Hangil will leave with, like, the blessing of her mom or something. Like, uh-huh. they'll figure it out. And then we'll have, like, a time skip of, like, five years later. Uh-huh. And, like, we'll see fucking Yuju and Hansung's baby is now, like, a child. and. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just feel like that this drama has room for <laughs> jumping ahead. And yeah. Like maybe they'll open a coffee prince in New York together or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. We'll see. I'm excited that we're going to finish this one, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have an okay mama because I forgot to email my mom. <laughs> uh, well, like... To be fair, I kind of just expected my mom, because I told her, we record every Wednesday and Sunday now. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of thought she would. Send it. Send it. But, you know, it's fine. And I told her, like, I feel like not a ton happened. Mm-hmm. Just the fucking grandma drama. Yeah. If anything, um, we can just do that next episode. Yeah, I told her, just send me your thoughts on the last five episodes, and we'll deal with it. Yeah. On the last one. So next week's episode is probably going to be very long. Because we're going to cover three episodes. Unless one of them is just, like, a really boring episode. Yeah. Unless one of them is a stinker. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So David and I recorded Sky Castle last night, um, which will be on our Patreon in November. Mm -hmm. And uh, we read that originally the drama was supposed to only be 18 episodes, like how a lot of dramas are, like either 16 or mm-hmm. 18 episodes or whatever. But this one was 20, and apparently, like, it was doing so well that they added two episodes. 
But David and I were like, they added one too many. <laughs> that ending was dumb. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not terrible. It's just like, okay, I don't know. Kind like, of not necessary. Like Yeah, and it was... Like, the show was very serious. It had a very serious tone the whole time. And then it was, like, the last episode was, like, oh, we're all good now, right, guys? Like, <laughs> it was just kind of weird. Um, but Sky Castle was super good. I look forward to listening to y'all's episode. I highly recommend it. And, yeah, so stay tuned for Cousin David's stuff. And he did agree to watch Extracurricular with me. So we will be watching those boys' dramas. <laughs> I told him how... I had, like, transferred my feelings for him onto the character in Itaewon class. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that makes sense, because he's just, like, a sweet boy in mm-hmm. Sky Castle. So, anyway. Um, oh, we need to talk about fashion and I love you. I like, have no fashion as usual. No, yeah, just... This this isn't a drama for me where fashion is, like, fuck yes. Like, Eating One Class, Yiso was just, like, amazing, and, like, uh-huh. I wanted every single look. And uh-huh. in this one, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. That's, that's from want... the 2000s. <laughs> I want to watch It's Okay to, to not, not Be, be okay. okay. Yeah. Have you seen the fashion stuff online about I have about not, that? but I've just, like, been seeing that drama. Like, I think Bagel was watching that drama. It's, like, super popular online, and it is another one of those where, like, the female lead is an impeccable dresser, like, uh-huh. kind of like Manuel in uh-huh, uh-huh. Hotel de Luna, but I think more in, like, a high fashion-y way, whereas Manuel cool. was kind of, like, a somewhat whimsical dresser. Like, really sort of, like, classic. Uh-huh. Yeah. But this, like, I think um, they were saying, like, the wardrobe budget on it's okay to not be okay it must have been like crazy because she's wearing like full-on designer clothes Uh every episode but cool yeah so many dramas so little time (laughs) yeah my brother actually listened to our most recent episode i don't know what episode that would be Mm because he's wanting to do his own podcast or something and he doesn't know where to start Mm -hmm. and he just like messaged me and he's like holy shit y'all have 78 episodes and I was like, yeah, dude. He's like, I don't expect my podcast to be like that. I kind of just want, like, a season. I was like, yeah, I mean, K-dramas never end. So yes. <laughs> this podcast has no end in sight unless, like, something happens or, like, I don't know. I don't I don't foresee anything stopping this uh-huh. podcast because. Yeah. It's not a very hard podcast to do either. Like, yeah. I feel like, uh, oh, I wanted to give a recommendation for another K-drama podcast. Um, uh-huh. Let me make sure I say the name right, because I think I know the name of it, but I don't want to fuck up. Uh, I was going to say, I kind of feel like we are the My Favorite Murder of K-drama podcasts, <laughs> where we kind of just, like, not in popularity level, but just, like, yeah. we get shit wrong, and we just kind of casually talk about things, because yeah. I don't know who all the actors are and yeah, I, all of I, that stuff. You know but. definitely more than I do. I don't follow along, and I kind of just, like... I was telling Andrew, like, I watch the shows, I enjoy the shows, I talk about the shows, but then, like, I'm just done with the show. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, goodbye. And I put a little bow on it and put it in my closet or something. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so the podcast that I wanted to recommend is uh, Dramas Over Flowers. Like, I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you probably know about that one because it's, like, very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but they have a super good series that they're doing right now, and it's kind of just exploring, like, problematic issues in K-dramas, like Mm. racism, Mm -hmm. um, I guess, like, misogyny, body image issues, um, fat shaming, ableism, things like that. So it's been, like, a very interesting listen. Um, And I was, like, kind of nervous about listening to it because, like, you obviously want to be aware of, like, what is happening, but you also don't want to hear people, like, shit on something that you like. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, but they don't do that. And I'm not trying to be like, well, I like this racist thing and I don't want people to <laughs> point out the racism. Yeah. Like, it's not, that's not how I was feeling. It's just like, you know, you want to like the things you like. And sometimes it's like uncomfortable being confronted with that issue. Or but... like, sometimes people will put it in such a way where they're like, they did this thing. You can't like them anymore. Right. Burn their music, burn their shows or whatever. And it's like, you know, you can be disappointed in an artist or the writers of a show or whatever, but mm-hmm. still love the thing that they created. Yeah. Like, there's um, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And so they don't do that. They're very, like, open-minded and how, like, obviously things are kind of on a spectrum and there are certain things that are, like, unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that are, like, well, like, if you think about the context or for the time or whatever. It, mm-hmm. They've just been, like very in-depth and very interesting listens and they definitely talk about goblin uh when we get to age gap stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i i'll talk about how they framed it which kind of was an interesting way to look at it so okay we'll talk about that before we uh start the show this the goblin episode but yeah okay do you want to talk about i love you moment uh, you can go first. Okay. I, I don't really have one written one. down. Okay. Um, I really liked, hmm. Okay. Well, I liked their little kiss at the end. That was cute. But I really mm-hmm. liked when Hangyul gave Unchan a piggyback ride and he was just like really mad for her, like mm-hmm. mad at his grandma. Um, and Unchan was, like, almost trying to comfort him and being like, I mean, yeah, my feelings are hurt, but, you know, don't ruin your relationship mm-hmm. with your family. And they're just being, like, all huffy together was kind of nice. Because Unchan does, like, a super good job at diffusing, like, tough situations. Yeah. So. Um, and for fuck you, like, man, Harim just reading Unchan for being flat-chested <laughs> and not wearing makeup. I was like, God damn. I'll go with the grandma's faces for the fuck you moment. Okay, yeah, that's that was an all-timer. Jesus. I'll need to make the gifs, and then we yes. can just send those to each other. Or to Alex and Andrew. <laughs> 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 just be like, Yes, please. <laughs> cool. Well, mm-hmm. I think that's um, pretty much it. Yay, I'm so excited for next week. Mm-hmm. Three episodes. And, and a little teasy tease, guys. We're going to have some very special guests mm-hmm. for our going to announce it next episode? Yeah. Yeah, we still need to, like, finalize some stuff, but it's I'm very happen. excited. It, I'm, it's Spoiler alert, it's not our boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Cousin David. And it's not Cousin David. It's a new person. Mm-hmm, so... Mm-hmm very exciting stuff so yeah we will talk to you guys next week about episodes 15 through 17 Mm -hmm. and 
yeah, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> okay.